This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with my gravelly voice, <laughs> Cody and Kyle are also here to <laughs> spread the Friday cheer. Hello. You have a gravelly voice. I have a nasal voice. Kyle, we don't know yet. It's, just, it's still squeaky. It's still squeaky. <laughs> High-pitched. High-pitched. He's still a young man. <laughs> no, I am about to come down with the same cold that you guys have. Yes. So thanks to our children and the, them being little biological weapons, Ken and I have come down with this nasty cold, and now we've given it to Kyle. It's inevitable. But the best part of every cold yeah. is the day cold, night cold cocktail you get to take as parents. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> We are uppity on the day quilt right now. It works on all times of the day. <laughs> oh my God. Short of short of snorting cocaine, this is the way to go, folks. <laughs> yeah, we could barely get out of bed, and then we're like, day quilt up, and we're like, here, we're at the office. We're going to do this. Podcast yeah. time. Kyle's trying they were to... ripping phone books apart. <laughs> Kyle's trying to hide under his desk. Yeah. Cody rips him out by his ankles. Later tonight, he'll be doing the day quilt. <laughs> I'll have to try out this um, concussion you guys made. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so amazing this week are the schedule changes. We had two negative schedule changes for the first time in a while. Yeah. Unfortunately, Universal moved back a film titled Easter Sunday Yeah, from April yeah. to August. So from Easter time to August. Well, they must use like the Gregorian calendar or something when Easter is celebrated during <laughs> yeah. the fall solstice. Sure. Yeah. Stands to reason. That makes so much more sense. I, uh, I've been uh, well, in my huh? place. Yeah. And then the Unbreakable Boy from Lionsgate moved to being unset. So it's just completely off the schedule right now. They don't know what they're going to do with it, which is a bummer because that was in March and that would have been a great a great time for it. There was not a lot of product in March and I was really looking forward to this film because the outreach to schools for spring breaks, this this was perfectly placed and where yeah. it was at. And before Easter, like faith-based mm-hmm. family movies work. Right. This is why we were trying to get them to put Peter Rabbit 2 here last year. Oh yeah. And yeah, this Sony, this Peter Rabbit Pe- 2 at Easter. That's when you have the bunny movie. This, this isn't, isn't even about them now. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'll always be about them. That was right. just like the ultimate slap in the face yeah. like <laughs> they even circle it on your calendar <laughs> yeah it's just so. something about this march april time slot where studios just don't want to do anything for it but it's like perfect opportunities for like these pg family titles for the children's content during mm-hmm. like the spring break uh time period it's so weird listen we have batman batman is gonna be huge batman yeah. now has a full calendar runway. The whole month of March is going to be dedicated to Batman. So if Batman doesn't do well, I don't know what to. I don't. I don't know what to do with it. Like it's a superhero movie that a recognizable property yeah. that everybody knows, and you've got literally no competition this month. Like, and it's so long that you need multiple screens. So <laughs> everybody, stopping it just now. be prepared. March is Batman month. Yeah, yeah. it's just. It's wild between this and Spider-Man. Superhero movies just now have even more of a runway than ever before, which, you know, it, it works because clearly that's what audiences are wanting to see at theaters. But at the same I, time, though, it wouldn't hurt to have, you know, a PG family title. It wouldn't hurt to have something else. Just yeah. one other thing. I'm going to get Lost City at the end of the month. 
but I could use it the middle of the month. That would be nice. Right. It's not competing with Batman. We could open no. it the same week it and w- they would just feed each other's audience. Right. So we'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to Lost City, but I would also like to see Batman. Oh, I want to see Batman, but it's sold out. I'll go to Lost City. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Weird. spillover happens. <laughs> in it's that. a real thing. Yeah. So, but that- no, we'll just run that desert from Batman to. We all know that March is great. March has, no matter where you are in the country, there will be a spring break week in March. So at some point, there will be a spring break week. So you have yep. the kids off for a week of school. That's why films open in March, and that's why films do really well in March. But for some reason, I don't know why the studios are pulling things from March, but they are. I, I don't know if it was an overreaction to the Omicron virus, and they made the decision in January and now we're getting to March and there's really no virus. There's no issues, but they've already pre-made the decision. I knew something was up with Lionsgate because you couldn't order a poster and we were a month out and there was no posters. They were very quiet when it came to this announcement. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. So that leaves us for booking strategies. Um, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Bat- pretty much Batman is the, my strategy for March. Batman. <laughs> he will be our Kate Crusader that saves the month. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have, you know, Uncharted coming up. That should be really good. And mm-hmm. hopefully the popularity of Tom Holland as Spider-Man will translate into popularity as Tom Holland as a young faux Indiana Jones character. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we're all hoping for and. I'm sure that this can do very well on its opening weekend. It's just a matter of will fans respond to this well and will that transpire to anyone else who may be interested and we'll Mm -hmm. just see if it has legs for the next few weeks leading up to Batman. Yeah. Well, I guess it'll be two weeks before Batman, so that should be a good run. Batman will kill it. but, But if you can keep it on screen through Batman, you'll need it, and I think it'll still have a bit of legs through because you were going to want something pg-13 in mm-hmm. march you're just going to need product and speaking of that amazon is going to allow hotel transylvania 4 as a bring back to theaters bring back from the dead i think uh, at the <laughs> end of february so the 25th yep is what yeah. they're targeting um which will be great i at first am always pretty negative about these streaming trying to get their product back in theaters but Seeing as how there's no children's product in March, and I just talked about all those spring breaks, and there's nothing new. Like, we are we going to play Encanto and Sing 2, even though that they've been on the screen for the last month? Right. So it, it'll be nice to have something to bring in that's at least different for daycares, day camps, you know, that sort of thing during those spring break weeks, because you're going to need something. You so. said that. You tried to watch this with one of our kids who was sick on the couch. Yeah. You were wringing your hands while you were watching it. It was so frustrating. <laughs> it is so frustrating because it's so bad. But <laughs> it, is the, it is the fourth one. And this is the critic in me coming out and be like, no, this is not good. <laughs> but little kids aren't, aren't jaded critics like myself. No. So, so no. it should be They'll fine be for fine. them. Yeah, this will be good, like you said, for the spring break time. I do wish Amazon would have, you know, released this in theaters first before going to streaming, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe this will be a special event type thing for, you know, that spring break corridor. Well, maybe I'll do some business. And Amazon, you know, to their credit, it will be cheap. The terms will be cheap on it. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. And, and if you have some sellouts because of um, camps and stuff coming in, then all the better you know that at least with those that's a lot of popcorn and soda sales so 
yeah can't go wrong with that no so it's not terrible i just like i just hate playing something that's been on streaming this whole time yeah there is something kind of gross about it mm -hmm. i would imagine yeah but at least it's something new and new to the new to the theater i should say right right um and then the big news that came out this week oscar nominations were announced let's partake in this (laughs) so the cool let's discuss let's discuss well let's first talk about the ultra cool download we have on silver screen insider yes so on silver screen insider if you are unaware of who was nominated what film was nominated please check out our oscar nominations checklist it has all the nominees on it for all the categories and you can you know mark off your favorites these are great for office pools for Mm -hmm. you know measuring what what you think yeah the oscars should be now for cody's take on what the oscars should be here's (laughs) cody (laughs) i would have not nominated any of these films gasp none of them maybe maybe in Kanto for best song but not the song that they submitted sure sure which song <laughs> did they submit i completely forgot it's the, it's the, the theme song the, yeah it's the one i think no not the it's, it's the, the one, one that's that plays while she's um reminiscing about losing yeah but it starts in the beginning and yeah. carries through and right. it's the theme it's the oh theme that's song. the one oh i thought yeah, it'd be we don't really talk s- about bruno that's like the biggest it song been. it should have been but disney picked the wrong horse because they didn't know because they had to pick the horse before the movie came out <laughs> we don't talk about bruno is almost bigger than uh let it go it's i think bigger yeah surprisingly than let it go yeah and it's a great song too it's very catchy but and this oh song, it's just wild and this song isn't <laughs> yeah. even in the top three for songs in the film no she has her introduction song yeah and there's the strong sister song and then there's bruno my favorite song uh, my kids favorite songs are the we don't talk about bruno mm-hmm. and then and then the strong sister song under pressure and those are like they no other song exists in that movie except those two songs right under pressure is underrated it is very underrated yeah. and especially for any i i feel like it really speaks to any lady out there that yeah just feels like she can't juggle at all and it, and it really isn't just for ladies but any person that why wouldn't you submit every song that Lin-Manuel Miranda writes. Right. No matter True. what film company you are. Just submit them all. There's 13 songs in In the Heights. We submitted all of yeah, them. Yeah, just throw them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, is there a limit? Is, right. there, is there a cost here that Disney doesn't want to pay? Maybe there is a limit. Maybe <laughs> the gamble. Maybe they don't want to dilute their pool, but my gosh. like, I'd be shocked because I remember... A couple of years ago, there was headlines running that Disney is going to submit uh, for your considerations for Avengers Endgame. And they listed like all of the actors for like possible, you mm-hmm. know, any yeah. sort of category. And I'm like, guys, at some point, like you got to pick and choose, right? They right. can't all be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my thought. <laughs> How many songs, though, for movies ever exceed into popular culture, like ever break through and become something like a cultural phenomenon besides let it go and i would even say the skyfall adele skyfall song. it's either a disney song or a bond song yeah. other than that it's i was gonna say there's there's theme music that works its way into society mm-hmm. but never usually like a pop song right like you have the mission impossible theme that everybody's recognizable indiana mm-hmm. jones star yeah, Jaws. wars like but those aren't harry but those potter's aren't songs that you hear on the radio no i mean i was on satellite radio the other day and they played bruno on the pop rocks channel (laughs) yeah it's crazy well i remember being in the radio and driving around and hearing let it go yeah and and adele skyfall like the 
before Encanto, it would have always been Let It Go and Adele Skyfall. Like those were the biggest, I think, songs ever to really come out of movies and invade popular culture on a massive scale. And now certainly got, in recent years, yeah, we've got yeah, we don't it, talk about say, Bruno. Say in recent years, yeah. I mean, Sorry, holy cow! Let's add that at we're the end. We're talking about songs in platoon. Let's, there has been yeah, ninety four years of we have to Oscars. Talk, <laughs> we have to talk about the nineteen hundreds. Okay. Well, no, we're instead, past that. instead of going right. into every single one of these categories that you disagree with, uh, you everyone. Pick, no, you pick one and give us your biggest gripe. Mm. I think yours was actually with Best Actress, Cody. Um. Yeah. I well, I had a big gripe with Best Actress and Best Picture, but well, I'll start with Actress because we'll all talk about Best Picture. But for me, how could you not have nominated like Lady Gaga? She was the whole reason anybody talked about that film and she and people were excited and it really transcended social media. Her her performance was the best thing about that film. Um, House of Gucci. Why would you not have nominated her? Like, did anyone see Lost Daughter or Parallel Mothers? Does Olivia Coleman and Penelope Cruz really need another nomination? And let's be realistic. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos like she just did a. Just did a, like, I love you to Lucille Ball. She'll never be Lucille Ball. So this was just dumb. <laughs> this was this was just throwaway. And Kristen Stewart, my God. like Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm happy about that one. Okay, that one I could maybe see. Because people did talk about her having an Oscar-worthy performance in that yeah. before it came out. But they also talked about Lady Gaga. And her performance is amazing. And, I, dis- I, I agree. And there's three people in here... I would give Jessica Chastain because she ruined her her poor skin and stuff doing the makeup for Eyes of Tammy oh, Faye. Oh, I did hear about that. So she, that was crazy. I did not feel bad about that. I was mm-hmm. like, good for her. She needed that. But these other ones, I mean, come on. Like, I could just boop, boop, cross those three out and hand write in a Lady Gaga. But to me, that was worthless. Like, nobody even saw these movies. They didn't play. They rarely played in a theater like this is. No, I'll, I'll go a little more positive and say that I was really happy to see Dune get ten nominations. I mean, it was it was a day and day release, but at least it yeah. was theatrical. And it is crazy to see a blockbuster sci fi movie get this sort of reaction, both um, both in terms of commercially, but also critically. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me happy seeing a movie like this be able to do so well at the Oscars. Now, I, I am bummed that. Uh, the director of Dune was not even nominated for Best Director, but <laughs> everything else was nominated. Visual right. effects, costumes, production design. So that doesn't make much sense to me. But um, I, I will say, I think that was a really good decision by them to give so much love for Dune. Yeah. But I think overall, you know, in Best Picture, there elite, a lot of these films played in theater. I'm actually quite happy to see that. Like it, it's, Dune, it's pretty Keen, split. Keen though. Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Even Belfast mm-hmm. had a theatrical run. So you know, all this, of all this, of this these was good. Yeah, played in theaters, whether it was one theater or select theaters. Like all of these did, but Don't, intermixed in here are films that just did not play in theaters. Right. I mean, Mitchell's versus the Machines <laughs> did not play in theaters. That was very popular sold to netflix i don't think so like no 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 not at all luca did not play in theaters luca definitely did not not play in theaters it went directly to disney plus so the animation category is very flawed (laughs) well but going through here there's a handful of these 
Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, Cyrano has not even been released. Cyrano got released just enough to qualify yeah. for this and played New York LA runs only. But same with and then, but same with some of these streaming movies. Like I bet yeah. Don't Look Up and what The Tragedy of Macbeth. I bet you those made those LA New York markets, but yeah. it didn't expand much further. I did play Tragedy of Macbeth in but a couple were, spots. But, but all but... of these, even the Netflix movies, were made available to independent theaters. Yeah, even Macbeth was. Like mm. if you really wanted to play Macbeth, you could get Macbeth. But if you really wanted to play Cyrano, no, 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 no. Cyrano is <laughs> going its wide release on the 25th, and they're only yep. going less than 2,000 runs on that. So really? Two weeks before the Oscars? Two, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, because it looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a little excited for that Me one. Me too. I I do not like musicals. Like, I'm... I'm like, these are musicals are stupid to me, but this one actually looked good because Peter Dinklage is so amazing He's as an actor. He's such a strong presence on screen. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you really believe that he is struggling and pining for this woman that he feels he'll never have. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that looks so good to me. Like I would get through the music part just to watch this movie. Yeah. Even the trailer, like I'll be you watching just it feel that connection so and you want to see more. <laughs> oh, they're seating again. Let me fast forward. <laughs> It'll be like Cody's version of Mortal Kombat that's seven minutes long. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about my biggest gripe. Okay. This. Let's hear it. And this has go, kind of goes hand in hand with Cody's is that you have to have name recognition to get people to view, to tune into the Oscars. Mm-hmm. You have to have Lady Gaga there in her crazy meat dress, sitting in the front <laughs> row. Even if she doesn't win, she has to be there and be front and center. Right. Best Picture. We have all these movies, but we have one movie this year that made more, probably 10 times more than all of these movies combined. Combined. In Spider-Man. Why not nominate Spider-Man? Yeah. Why not have the three Spider-Mans there front and center in tuxedos just because? Right. Black Panther was not a Best Picture winner, but they put it front and center because they wanted to be woke and diverse. Mm -hmm. And why not just include people right yeah i mean there's a hundred million tickets sold yeah no i i looked at this list this year and goes what is the point of the oscars is the what is the goal or what's what are we trying to do here are we we're trying to award the best in our industry but this does not feel like the best in our industry. In the complete industry. Yeah, this feels like this is a padding on an insular, really small group that of LA-bound talent that they just these are pats on the back to people that know other people, and this feels like a good old boys club. It mm-hmm. really feels like a good old boys club of like, oh, we make the best, most artistic films. And it doesn't feel like this is made for audiences, for really like the general people it does not feel like it furthers our industry at all and it doesn't feel like it celebrates anything that makes movies magical licorice pizza and don't look up don't make movies magical like that does not get why you that those movies do not make you want to take your kids to films it doesn't want to make you go as a family it doesn't make you want to sit in a darkened room with people these films don't do that i've heard more audiences dislike those two movies specifically more than like them yeah so why are they nominated so why are they nominated it's because it's because it's peers in this in this pool patting each other on the back saying you did good job this Mm -hmm. year well you didn't 
Your your film was garbage. I mean, the the most commercially friendly titles I see here are probably Dune and King Richard. I want to count West Side Story too, but it's possible West Side Story made less than King Richard somehow. Yeah. Dune Dune did just crossed a hundred million, so Dune dwarfs this whole list on its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and that was number ten this year. Yeah, for and grossing. We were, I mean, and we're looking at Spider Man ne- making nearly a billion dollars by itself domestically, and. Could be a reason to champion. And it brought back the whole industry. It made people feel comfortable to go back out in public. Yeah. It re- reinforced that movie going was was good and it was fun and that it was safe. It did so many good things for our industry. And yeah, it's I get it. It is another superhero film and they don't they just do not want to ever help out and appreciate superhero movies they will never nominate them they will never praise them they will never give them their due that they do but a lot of people work very hard on these films a lot of people act their butts off in these films and tom holland certainly did like the movie was really good acting wise um like you said production wise but also the story works like the story works and there was a reason why it made the money that did because people kept coming back because well one for the spectacle obviously but Two, there was a good story to it. Yeah. It, all this all this listed in every single category shows that they care more about themselves and the, this community and praising themselves than they do about the industry as a whole. And that they care more about having a film that is now allowed on streaming than something that brought people out of their homes and was magical and made them have an experience in the theater. And meanwhile, they're struggling to figure out why they're um viewership numbers yeah. keep going down and down because people are recognizing There's, that more and more like we're more so in tune with out of touch with real people and real yeah. audiences this is so out of touch to me this just shows how insular and separated mm. these people that vote for this are versus being out like obviously you they ask. don't even go out to a, a theater and even see what films people are going and see you ask theater operators theater owners what was the best movie of the last two years mm-hmm. spider-man, Spider-Man. <laughs> by far without because, a beat because it did well it brought hope back to the movie theaters yeah and it, for it to not even just be recognized as a throwaway in the best I mean, picture category is insulting to me this list is insulting is it even on here anywhere maybe visual oh i see effects. visual effects yes oh a best visual effects <laughs> which by the way godzilla versus Kong got snubbed that should have made it in and as a nomination. I, I only saw it, you know, secondarily while Cody was watching it. Mm-hmm. But Eternals had no actual backgrounds. Everything was digitized. Like <laughs> well, they should have had at least a nod to it with two hours of visual effects. Yeah. Seeing as how like all their suits, everything, everything was everything like everything was yeah. completely I mean, or looked digital. Yeah. No. I'm yeah. I'm in your you and I are in the same boat with Godzilla versus Kong, that's for sure. I never thought I'd utter that <laughs> sentence, but right. here we are. It's 2022, but how and many... a Godzilla movie got snubbed. No right. Time to Die had the best visual effects? I mean, Free Guy got nominated, and that was just a and it looks... Grand Theft Auto ripoff. Yeah, it's a rubbery cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> a very fun rubbery cartoon. Yeah, but... right. But it's not a... It shouldn't be Oscar nominated. Like, you knew everything was fake in it. Like The Oscars the... only job... Yeah, we get it. Visual effects. Yeah. Like, it's good. But their only job is as as the academy is to sell this live event that lasts three hours yeah that's it 
That's it. That's the only work Why they have to do. Why even have these? Like, if you're just going to give each other awards, like, all the prestige, all the fun, nobody's going to tune in for this. Nobody wants to see Olivia Coleman get an- another Oscar or... I'm trying to think <laughs> of what, because they of Licorice Pizza win Best Picture. It normally, like, it normally nobody ends Nobody wants with, to see this. With Best Picture, but, like, they did Joaquin Phoenix at the end one mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Because the category was stacked. the last three are best actor best actress and then correct but when they, they've picture. done them out of order before yeah. because they have such excitement about a certain film right yeah so i'm like i'm looking at it like what's the category right <laughs> no i don't care about any of this i will not be tuning into the oscars i none of this helped usually you get a little bump and you'd want to bring any of this back into the theater. No one's interested in these movies. And then I got a note about the Oscar shorts and that the, for the first time ever, the animated shorts are rated R, hard R. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> We're getting dark and gritty with the animated shorts lately. Yeah. yeah. And Remember doc- when Pixar released them and they were fun? <laughs> and, the do- and the documentaries are PG-13 for the first time ever <laughs> since the ratings came out. There's, there's not even like an R for documentary? That would make way more sense. Yeah. So is this going to be the year that Netflix finally gets their Oscar? And it'll also be the year no one cares about Oscars. Like this might be the beginning of the end for any meaningful interaction. Like for you to win an Oscar will mean nothing anymore. I mean, it really does seem like um, it's Netflix a- could win with the power of the dog. But even that yeah. movie, I hear, um, you know, from the 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 casuals or even the the people such as myself who are just audience members, even they're like, eh, the movie's good, but best picture worthy i'm not sure like no one i mean no one ever agrees on anything anymore but no one seems to agree like any of these movies really are like this is the one this is the right. one that deserves but it. nobody agrees on anything but what was it like 60 million tickets for for spider-man were sold like no one agrees on anything but everybody went and saw that movie like everyone agrees spider-man is cool yeah i mean come on i know <laughs> 20, i know 20 percent of americans bought tickets to spider-man yeah <laughs> Which is, I think the rule of thumb is like 35% of all people can disagree with anything. (laughs) Like if you have a poll, 35% of people are against it. Right. No matter what, just as a rule of thumb. But 20% of Americans came together and bought tickets to see Spider-Man. And when it does get sold to streaming or VOD, the numbers are going to be through the roof. Yeah. Because of the theatrical run. Yeah. I know. This is just so sad. But even... But there's even an I'm argument not even that excited to see Spielberg in the best director category again because West Side Story did no no business. It was so out of touch with modern audiences. I liked it. <laughs> it was the best of these. <laughs> I mean, it was second best out of all these. I think it's going to end up doing like 30, 37, 38 million. But I mean, Spider-Man did 200 times that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, what I just I don't want to just um, reward that, films Jesus. because they commercially did well, but it's so apparent in this day and age that films that commercially do well are stuff that audiences not only need, they want to see. So why are we not rewarding that? Yeah, the Oscars, they're kind of making it harder on themselves that they really need to. Like They want to be able to congratulate themselves and those within the small bubble, but also they're trying to figure out a way to reach out to the general audiences that aren't in that bubble and it's just a 
I don't know, a tug of war situation. Job. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a mess. Like, movies should be celebrated as movies, not just a, a particular type of movie, but for all types. Right. Like, no. whether it's superhero or horror or even a comedy, if a comedy is good enough, like, it, they should be rewarded. Like, I hope Dune wins Best Picture only because it played in, in theaters and it was such an amazing film to see in yeah, theaters. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love for that to happen. That would be, that's the one I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like that was just a. It's going to be Licorice Pizza, which was a movie set in the 70s. No, it's going to be Power of in the LA, Dog. Or it's going to be Power of the Dog with the LGBTQ cowboy. Yeah. That's what it's, that's what it's going to be because of the way they set these up. And, yeah. I mean, you can, you can be woke, but at least allow normal people to view and have an, a dog in the fight. Right. This is like having the buildup of the NFL playoffs and then just putting Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of who wins the playoffs. No, we're just putting in the two most, the ones that we no. like. Well, they've that been would... celebrated for years, so they should keep coming in. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be like putting in two unknown players in the Super Bowl because technically on they're better quarterbacks than everybody else, but everybody loves... Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Actually, like I would watch a football game with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and Kenneth Branagh as the quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I take that bet. Kenneth Branagh would kick his butt, like yeah. hands down. I think he'd and have this, the better arm. And this is yeah. where and this is where Cody shows her weakness about football as quarterbacks are never on the field at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he would somehow kick his butt though. He would. I meant after overall the, in the game. After the game, after you the know game, he that would kick Kenneth his butt. Branagh would throw way more touchdowns than Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't disagree. I think they're both Nancys. No. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's our thoughts on the Oscars. It hasn't changed much in the past few years. More disgusted with them than ever. Yeah. I will... Cody, I w- Cody's think, finally hit her tipping point where it, it's not going to matter. I was them. holding on so tight to be like, no, we need this for our industry. We need to, this can legitimize movies. This is why keep streamers out because they just want it to legitimize themselves. No, they've ruined their own brand and any meaning that you get with winning an Academy Award because they just keep nominating things that people don't care about. Theatrically released movies legitimize them, but do yeah. the Oscars? No. Nope. Not anymore. But you know Part, what? Le- yeah. so they can do whatever yeah. they want. I don't. You know what legitimizes movies and viewership and excitement more than the Oscars? Trailer time. <laughs> trailer time. Yes. Trailer time. We had we had a week of trailers for once. Yeah, like, we had uh, some good ones. Yeah. Great yeah. big budget mm-hmm. blockbuster trailers, and then a couple of oddballs. Yeah. <laughs> let's start with the oddballs. Okay. Yes. Let's. So um, Father Stupid. <laughs> no, that one looked done. good. That's going to be a faith-based film put out by Sony in, in April around Easter. With Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. Rated yeah, R. But it's rated R. And the rated R is going to be tough because there are some of the places that this movie will do the best don't show rated R films. Like there's an anti-R policy and they just will not show it. I had places back in the day not show American Sniper because of the R rating. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to run into some resistance with that, but it looked really good. Like, I'm going to have to really rethink now. But it looked like how... three different movies. 
<laughs> it started out to look like three different movies. <laughs> One chunk is... A boxing film like Rocky. Yeah, the second half is... A guy down on his luck wanting to be a movie star. And the third act is... Is is a priest. Like, that's... The, the religious. Faith, yeah, completely the faith-based, debilitated. Yeah, but he's lot, he loses his way because um, he has a debilitating physical ailment that, mm. you know, has to test his newfound faith. <laughs> Very new found faith in God. <laughs> he did not have that faith in the beginning, in the first three parts of the film. Hey, it doesn't matter how new it is. No, it as starts long out as it comes as, around. It starts out as a comedy in the trailer, then it turns into a tragedy. Yeah. And then it becomes a faith based film. A redemption yeah. faith based film. It's like, what is happening? Throwing a little Spider Man, you've covered all the and bases. Then, and then yeah. you have, and then you have anti-semitic mel gibson right in the middle of it. Yeah, you were saying that the hard R is the worst part about this, but can we Maybe no, say that Mel Gibson might be the worst part. Do not, no, he, no, do no. not defend Mel Gibson. Just say, just, not, just move on. I'm not defending Mel Gibson. I'm just. Saying it was a rhetorical question. For this audience, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's as hated. And it's Cody, like, do not defend I'm Mel not Gibson. Defending him. Okay, I grew up in not defending a place him. I'm where just saying, I don't think he's as bad. I don't think this audience thinks he's as bad as a lot of other people. Think. I They've grew, been willing to forgive. Yes, I grew up in the 80s Somehow. where Mel Gibson was just below Kurt Warner and God, okay? <laughs> he was as good as it gets. And Mel Gibson dropped off the map. And there are very specific reasons for that. Mm-hmm. But you can't... Completely warranted <laughs> reasons. I'm not defending but, that. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, people who still listen to Michael Jackson music or watch Kevin Spacey on screen. But this one, I cannot separate the art from the artist. I even tried so hard to like that movie Fat Man that he did as Santa Claus. I he tried was so good in it. I tried so oh, hard to I like it, but, about that but I could never, I could never watch it again. I mean, it was just you, yeah. I cannot separate the art from the artist on this one. Yeah, that's always like a weird line, and it's, and it's interesting how the picking and choosing can happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's plenty of it's just reasons for any particular person. There's so. plenty of people that Mark Wahlberg could have played off of on this. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's a, a Catholic movie, and he did Passion of the Christ, and I'm sure that's what people were thinking. They weren't thinking anything else. And yeah. Oh, that could have. That he also know. did a lot of other stuff. What's our next right. trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm just going to have to rethink this Father Stu thing. It looked it look better than... The synopsis I, yeah. made it look like. Yeah. Oh, the synopsis is wildly different from it is. the trailer, I, I think. I think yeah. it's not I think it's not off. You just don't know how to build that. I think the synopsis was written for one third of that movie. <laughs> when the a whole. boxer decides to turn into a pastor. After after one a hor- man it's like how do you uh, how do you transition that? After after having a horrible motorcycle accident and telling his uh Latin girlfriend he can no longer be with her because he wants to be a priest (laughs) one man must overcome the odds of his muscle debilitating disease or yeah Yeah, and that didn't even come into play huh (laughs) so next they're um, going for it i'll give them that next trailer was for firestarter now this will be another day and date with peacock yes uh from universal horror remake from um blumhouse uh starring zach efron yeah I coming out in May. Felt like it looked like a trailer for a streaming series and not a movie. The pacing of it was different. There was so much story going on. It just felt like 
it it didn't feel like a movie trailer at all. It didn't right. feel like it was edited to be a movie trailer. It felt like it was edited to be a streaming series trailer. So why on earth is it a day and date release? <laughs> I was just really confused why it was a movie and not a TV series. It was just weird. But it, it didn't look yeah. terrible. It just looked like a lot was going on with it. I'm sure there could have been something behind the scenes where they couldn't decide between TV series or movie and then they got the TV budget, but they decided to make it a movie at the last second. And then we got yeah. this trailer. And we got I, this weird trailer. And this release strategy. I yeah. missed the trailer on this one. Does he take his shirt off at any point during this one? No, no but the shirt is very tight. Yeah. Uh, I'm out. Very <laughs> tight, right. a little sweaty and dirty. <laughs> Heaving. Yeah. I mean, it looked intense and cool, but it just... I agree with you. Like, it's just a very wonky trailer, and there's... Pro- it, and it's probably the a good a guess. Scene. Yeah. It's a good guess as to why this is a day and date release which yeah. speaking of pacing and intense we finally got something that resembled an actual trailer for jurassic park dominion jurassic yeah. world jurassic world this is I, the world well because the dinosaurs Sam, are Sam now Neil, in our Sam world. Neil's back in it how can you expect me not to that say that was the best park? part that's that's true the whole trailer the was, trio is back yeah seeing them all together i i'm just not super excited about dinosaurs anymore <laughs> like these movies you're like, over it thanks I am to the kids so over it yeah chris pratt i'm over him too so i'm like mm. i don't think you're alone i think it's starting to wear out yeah i think the novelty His of him charm is, starting... is i'm over whatever and it happens had. to all actors yeah. so it's not unusual but i think it's happening i'm bored with him so i wasn't as excited and the I last didn't... one was two and a half hours cody I'm like, and are... the volcano explodes 45 minutes in yeah. you have almost two hours of film after the volcano explodes god that movie's so bad but hey it made a billion dollars and kids love dinosaurs so i'm not gonna argue with yeah. it it's gonna be great for theaters no it will be and and the trailer was actually was it just cool. me or did you have a hard time believing all the dinosaurs could survive in the snow the way they did with no, like not enough plant matter and cold i was like i'm sure it snowed when they were dinosaurs back then they look, like, so. they look like they look like camel sores, so I'm sure they're fine. Okay. They also, hold that water and I I just felt that part. I had a hard time believing it. That's like, that's the part. That's the part yeah. where you a stretch your imagination. Yeah, by, by the, the fact way, they brought them back from the they dead. They had a brachiosaurus or in na- the cold. There's not enough plant life to make that thing or now stay they have, alive. Or now they have feathers. By the way, for the first the feathers time in was Jurassic only Park. believable time that I was like, maybe they can survive the cold. I now like that my Jurassic Park featherless okay <laughs> I, I don't i don't care what the science says on this <laughs> featherless all i'll like say a nice I scaly dinosaur all i'll say is that um there was a shot in the trailer where a velociraptor is going against chris pratt with a four inch knife he has a four yeah. inch knife. so suspension of disbelief is gone it's meaningless <laughs> that's true that four inch knife is smaller than their talons are he's like i'm gonna get you yeah yeah that part let was... me just touch you again I know. You'll know that I'm your mama. Right. <laughs> you know what this is going to be, though, now? When this one doesn't do as well as they hoped it hoped it would, yeah. they're going to redo the series with Dwayne Johnson. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'm on I mean, You got me. You got me. <laughs> it's probably already in production. Dwayne Johnson's novelty has not died. <laughs> it has Pratt. not worn off. <laughs> yeah. Could have recasted him. And Dwayne no Johnson and Ryan Reynolds as dinosaur hunters. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. <laughs> All right. And then the last one this week, which we won't spend a lot of time on because we're not Disney fans at the current moment. We are. After turning red. Ooh. But it's Lightyear. It's a Pixar film. Mm-hmm. 
And the trailer was awesome. We know what they do with Pixar films, though. The trailer was so good. It was action-packed. It was perfect for for kids. Like, I just watched it and was like, my boys are going to love this. This is this looks so good. I remember, love Chris Evans' as Buzz Lightyear, though. I love his voice. Remember how much we talked about March being a desert and yeah. it was Batman? And then it was supposed to be turning red, which is also a Pixar film. Yeah. And they pulled it. Yeah. Let's let's not give them as much hype on so, this trailer as they well, deserve. I, well, this I'm not is all ready I'm gonna to be say. disappointed. I think it's going to be great. I really hope it comes to theaters. I do not trust Disney at this point. So no. hold off on showing this trailer. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> even with it being an IP, Toy Story yeah. is popular still. But people love uh, Buzz Lightyear. Even but, with that being said, like that could be the reason this sticks. But I mean, at this point, why would you, you even trust, trust that? Yeah, you cannot trust a Pixar film in Disney. They are. They could be trying to get free publicity out of the theater. So, did they even yeah. try to make this movie with Tim Allen? I mean, seriously, did they even talk to him? <laughs> no, I guarantee he I woke like... up one day and saw the trailer. He's like, "Did I record this?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is Buzz Lightyear. I'm sorry. By the way, he did... is, but I didn't. I don't hate Chris Evans' voice in it. Hate it. it. It's not nails on a chalkboard to me. Yeah, it's it's Captain America. He's the popular voice. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, but it's fine. <laughs> He's got that commanding, like, leader voice that Buzz Lightyear needs. <laughs> By the way, Tim Allen now has, like, a Disney Plus series for the Santa Claus. Somehow they gave him that, but not this. I will argue about that. That's weird. I think that's weird. Did they, did, again, did, did they, they bring back the, like, the kid elf? I have no idea. All of that? I like, just read the headline, and then I just <laughs> checked out, because I don't care. Because it's Disney Plus. Get out of here with that. I Yeah, we I don't care, but... We don't talk about Disney Plus. No, no, no. That's just the one thing. <laughs> hey, that was good. <laughs> when um, when is Buzz Year, Light Year supposed to come out? Buzz Year. Uh, <laughs> June. June what? 17th, okay, 24th? Okay, so I would not play this trailer till May, Memorial Weekend. Like, I would hold off till we know for sure that this is going to be in theaters. Well, like, you're going to be required to play it most likely with Doctor Strange. I would try to hold off, everybody. <laughs> just just keep tight-lipped. <laughs> Just this stays between us. Yeah, just between us on this podcast. No just, one else is listening. Just, just as friends. I would not play this trailer until we get closer and you don't get screwed over by the mouse house. Okay. By showing it. What was that? What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. Nothing. Super Mickey. good trailer. It was really awesome. We loved it. All right. So I think that's it for today. Wrapping it up. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast. All right, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.